The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, this evening's uh, pod is discussing Crystal Palace's defeat. Yes, unfortunately, that's a defeat uh, by uh, at the hands of Everton, uh, 2-1 uh, this afternoon on the uh, the game that was shown live on Amazon. Uh, I'm joined this evening by, uh, as usual, my brother Luke. Luke, how are you? Evening, Matthew. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. And a uh, friend of the pod and somewhat of a regular this season, Mr Kevin Smith. Mr Kevin Smith, thank you, Mr Terrell. Very kind uh, for you to invite me back and uh, what a better way to spend a Saturday night. You've got me out of watching a Sky Cinemas movie, so well done. Thank you. <laughs> pod stalwart now, Kev. Pod stalwart. Pod stalwart. <laughs> Let's hope this is a better chat than a Sky Cinema uh, experience. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, uh, last week we were very, very upbeat, weren't we? And we were talking about um, another fantastic Palace win at Old Trafford, the second season in a row. So not going to let that go without another mention. But um, this evening we're talking about a defeat. Um, I, I, I chaps can 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 start us off by saying I'm not massively disappointed by a 2-1 defeat. I actually thought it was a really good game of football. What do you think? Yeah, if you're coming to me, Matt, I, I couldn't agree more, mate. I thought it was a fantastic game of football. I think the tempo of some of it and some of the football, the quality of the football at one point I was watching, particularly when we were pressing hard in the second half and just thought, you know, I can't remember seeing us play at such tempo. Um, so I'm like you, disappointed, but... You know, if you'd offered me six points after three games, fifth in the league before some of the others have played, I would have absolutely taken it. So, yeah, not not too disappointed, mate. Yeah, I mean, we 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 didn't start on top, did we, Luke? I mean, probably felt like Everton had the lion's share of, of the first half possession and probably the better team overall. The first forty-five. Yeah, I mean, on on average, the first half was Everton's, wasn't it? I mean. Um... I think they had, yeah, like you said, the best of the opportunities. I, overall, I think we came back into the second half. I don't think we're, you know, going to that into much detail just yet. But yeah, as Everton started quite strongly, and as they should, you know, they're they're, they're a good team as we we've seen today. You know, I've got a very good manager, bought some very good players, and Palace, like like you, Matthew, I'm not too disheartened today, um, given the fact that I thought that we, you know, we 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 stood to them and and, and we we matched them in in, in a lot of um, lot of parts of the pitch. So, so yeah, that's probably fair to say. Luke, I probably, uh, probably agree with you there. I mean, um, ten minutes in, they they took the took the lead in what was a very well worked goal, a uh, very nice move. Although it's fair to say, Mitchell, uh, I think the term they used on the on the telly was switched off and um, move of Coleman, uh, who I thought was fantastic for Everton today. I, I must say, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he sort of kind of left left and lost his man, didn't he? And and um, they were able to put a ball in the box. And, and to be fair, a good finish, but that was probably the decisive moment in that move, wasn't it? Definitely. And and yeah, it gave him the end, didn't it? And uh, it's just one of these things you need to accept that if you're going to have young players who haven't got Premier League experience, you're going to get these moments. But but I thought, to be fair. On on Tyrant Mitchell, I thought that for the rest of the game he was very good, and and actually sort of felt like maybe perhaps he had a point to prove and, and sort of to make up for the issues that he had, um, that were the issue that, that obviously led, led to the the goal. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Matt, I think you're right. I I think you're right. They said that he he lost the man. I don't, you know, it was just a it was a very quick move. It was a very, I mean, let's be honest. James Rodriguez played very well. He 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 really did. He is looking a good player. 
Um, so yeah, he did switch off for a nanosecond. I've got to be honest though, I actually still maintain that without being um, overly critical, I was. I thought the keeper should have saved it personally. Um, I did feel it was straight at him. Um, and I would say nine times out of 10, our goalkeeper saves that um, because it was straight at him. So, you know, again, it's not, it's not the blame game. Absolutely no way. But I, I, I was disappointed that it went in when you saw it on the, on the review. And I think Ali McCoy was the one who was on the Amazon Prime saying that he felt it was a, a goalkeeping error. Yes, the, the start of the move was brilliant. And as you say, Coleman was outstanding, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, one of those things. Uh, but I thought we did really, really well to get back. And it was no more than we deserved to get back in the game. Yeah, that, that it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because the, 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 the save that could have been... Um, and, and, and Guaita has this in him, doesn't he? You know, we, we say how much of an asset he is to the team and, um, you know, how many points he does win. I know Hodgson... You know, he's regularly saying that, but but he does have this in him whereby some of the saves you'd expect him to make, he sometimes doesn't. Um, Luke, Luke, what 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 happened there? Is that a moment of switching off? Is that a, sort of he's trying to parry it and he, he sort of failed to do so? What what happened there? Do you think? I mean, flashbacks. I think we had this conversation after the Sheffield United game, didn't we? Is that that? I think after um, those sort of situations, you sort of kind of accept and take him. You know, we talk about goalkeepers having credit, don't we? Uh, and and Vicente Guaito has, has certainly built up enough credit in order to make one or two mistakes a season because he will earn you for every, for every two. I, I wouldn't necessarily put him down as as um, you know the reason that we lost the game today, but for every you know two points that a goalkeeper may may lose you, he'll earn you sort of six nine points with saves, um, and that's that's what a, a brilliant goalkeeper does. So yes, it was straight at him. I think. I'm trying to think about what he was doing. I, I think he was already sort of committed to diving in a certain direction and his arms went for momentum and went that way. Had he stood still, he probably would have just been able to sort of punch it out or block it out. But mm. yeah, it's, 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 it's harsh, I think, to criticise him overly. Yes, it was a mistake, but he's not the reason we lost the game today. Um, Kev, I don't know what, what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, as you say, clearly he's not to blame. I mean, for me, I think, you know, I'm sure we're going to come on to it, Matt. There was some really good stuff from Eze. It was great to see him start. Uh, I really liked it when he ran at them. But I did think, and I, I think I texted you, Luke, at one point during the game, I did feel there was a couple of points in the game when we had some good set pieces. And I, I, I didn't feel we made enough of our set pieces today. I know we didn't have a Luca on the pitch, but there were a few times where I thought we were a bit predictable about floating the ball in. Uh, I think Eze floated in three or so free kicks. And I, I just would have liked to have seen us be a bit more inventive on that. I, I didn't feel the players who particularly stood out last week, they didn't have a, they weren't obviously outstanding today. Any of them, I didn't feel. Um, and that was, I think that was it. I think everyone was absolutely on it last week. Uh, whereas I, I don't think anyone had a bad game, but I don't think anyone really stood out apart from what Eze was doing. And I would have liked to have seen him go at them a bit more because there was one run where he went off at pace and he looked frightening, and I'd like to see him go at them and and pull the trigger. Actually, but, but that comes um, with sort of time, to... doesn't it, Kev? Don't you yeah, think that absolutely. Comes with, obviously, that's his first Premier League game. He's he's got to come into. It's great. I'm with you. It's great that he's showing those signs and having that excitement of, of being, you know, a ball carrier and someone who can run at people and really brings that excitement to to, to the game. But yeah, he's gonna be make these mistakes that he's gonna have to learn from, and he'll become a better player from it. It's a bit like Tarek Mitchell, you know, he'll learn from that era today. 
um, and he'll become a better player as a result. As a result of the fact that he's a young player, you know, what a handful of Premier League games on his belt. Yeah. What's your take on it, Matt? I think we've got to give Everton a lot of credit because they came, they were very well organised. I thought they, they look a really good team. Yes. And that's, that's that's the thing that for me, they look a team. You often play teams in the Premier League and they look a bunch of individuals or you have sort of like, you know, four or five, six top ones and then a few sort of, you know, obviously they're, they're top athletes, but they're not quite sort of on the same level. Whereas Everton, I think you've got a really good mix of of. Um, of Sort of capabilities of, of playing styles, you know. We're, we're actually in the about Seamus Coleman, who's probably one of the yeah, sort of yeah. uh, more um, less sexy names, if you like. Um, so, 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 yeah, I, th- I think they're a really good team, and I think therefore, you know, we had to be up against uh, up at our best to be up against them in that sense. And um, that's that's why I started with kind of I'm not disappointed because I think we played a really good team today, who are clearly um, on a good a good run of results, good performances, and I thought we matched them largely. Um, yeah, I, I thought first half, you know, they were the better team, I would say, overall, but only just and not to a massively. And second half, I'd probably say we edged it. And I think if if it had been a draw, I'd have been really pleased with it actually and said, you know, it's yeah. a fantastic result and probably a fair result. Um, yeah. So, you know, a 2 1 defeat is, 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 is slightly disappointing, but. In, in, the, in the circumstances and, and, you know, what we're up against, I think it's not such a, a bad outcome. Um, Kev, you talked about set pieces. I mean, obviously, the equaliser came from a set piece from a, from a corner. Um, very nice. I think it was Townsend called Townsend's it? delivery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Whitson and, and and goodness me, you know, we've been wait, waiting for uh, as Mark Bright calls him, Chicky, to to come up with a with a head of a some time. And what a towering header it was, Luke. Bullet header, wasn't it? Fantastic. It's one of the ones that you love to see. Um, connection so strong, and yeah, there's not a goalkeeper in the world to save that. You know, it's 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 it with such pace. Um, it's almost like an old-fashioned goal, isn't it? You don't see too many of them these days. Um, certainly not a Palace. You don't see Palace scoring many corners, especially from directly from a corner. Um, great whipped ball. Um, like Kev was talking about earlier, there were a couple of sort of set pieces where I don't think we, again, maybe Eze and, and the um, development sort of, as a player, he, he learned not to sort of float those balls in where they're very easy for Premier League defenders to come and just pick out the air. Whereas that was yeah. whipped right onto Czech's head, bullet straight in, nothing stopping mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I think I would add it, and I, I mentioned it a, a few minutes ago. I must admit, I thought Chicky was great today in that position. And to me, you know, he, he seems to be growing in that position. I know he plays there, I think he says, for the national side. But he, he looked really good, actually, today. And, and, and again, going back to your point, Matt, couldn't agree more. I think I, I text one of our friends who we know is a good Evertonian. Uh, and, and I said, what looks different about Everton this season is they look a bit more streetwise and a little bit meaner. And I think, you know, with the, the quality Angelotti's brought in and obviously Calvert-Lewin, like he is, you know, yeah, no one wants to lose a game. But let's be honest, it's the first, I think it's the first time Everton have been top for a long time, in, you know, with their games. And we come up against a good Everton side. And let's be honest, a, a decision which could have gone either way. We got one which went our way last week at United. It didn't go our way today. You know, um, we move on, you know. Um, it's, I'd much rather be sitting here with six points in the bag. Kev, you touched on it there. Matthew, you alluded to it earlier. Like Everton are a quality side. I thought, for me, Decore in the, in, in the middle, um, obviously with their summer summer acquisition from Watford, was, was fantastic. I thought he was brilliant. He won the show. Um, he's strong. He's big. Uh, yeah, we mentioned um, Coleman. Andre Gomez, I think, is a brilliant player. I think he did really well before coming off today. Um, Richarlison and, and Calvert-Lewin, I mean, they just try the best to bully uh, defenders, don't they? And they'll come up against, obviously, Sacco and, and uh, Kiato. I think, were a formidable force today. You know, they, they stood firm. Yeah. 
good. But, but Brav, yeah, I know you're going to come on to the, to the penalty incident. Uh, it, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Where you're thinking about, you're weighing up what is reason versus what is consistency. I and mean, you have to say at the moment, we've got consistency. We probably don't have reason, do we? Well, we're just before the first, just before the actual penalty was given, there was another VAR look, wasn't there? And it was Joel Ward, wasn't it? Again, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Before, yeah. And, and it, I think that the outcome there was that it was sort of kicked at him directly, which in some instances, perhaps you could say the second one was very similar. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't seeking to, to go for the ball. And the argument back will be when he was Lindelof last week when we got the penalty. So, I don't know. I'm a bit at a loss with this whole thing. And I think it, well, let, let's talk about it. I mean, it's, it's going to obviously overshadow the performance, which is disappointing because against a team as good as Everton, you know, like we say, we matched them, and, but it will be overshadowed by the VAR thing, won't it, Luke? As Roy said, you know, he said it, it, it was a shame, exactly that. He said it in post about the comments that it's a shame we're here discussing this incident rather than what was really good competitive game football. Um, but it was a large part of the game and, and, and sort of had a big impact on the game. And for me, I'd, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, Matthew, because remember I had a go. Well, I didn't have a go, but I remember saying to you I was a bit annoyed about the Wilfred Sahar offside against Southampton. The fact that he was it was marginal, and you said to me, Luke, for me it doesn't matter what the rule is as long as there's consistency. And like you like you alluded to there, the Victor Lindov one. If that was a if we didn't get that, no one would be complaining for it. No one would be no one be claiming for that handball. Um, Palace, I don't think, would have felt hard done by. So. Like it or not, we've got consistency, haven't we? No, we have. We have. And, you know, last week we were saying we were very fortunate to get it. It was nice one to go our way. We similarly said, you know, they don't always go your way. And um, so, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. I think you mentioned Roy's post-match comments and, and sort of got them to hand, actually. It's, it's quite interesting because he's, I think he's cut to the sentiment of what we're talking about just now, actually. Um, he, he said a really good game of football was killed. Uh, by the decision today. He said, I think the rules are nonsense. Can't understand how we in football have allowed this rule to come into operation. It's ruining the game of football. The rules of, rules of football are accepted from people of an early age. I think, to be fair, you know, down 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 the park tomorrow, Sunday league's off and, and running. You know, you're not going to get VAR looking at, um, uh, you know, handballs and the thing and the like. You, you take a common sense approach to it. And I think that the common sense approach is, you know, if someone is impeding the progression of the ball and has done so deliberately, that's a handball. If the ball hits someone's hand, that's not an handball. I think we would call it accidental handball. We're not, Kev? Yeah, I think so, Matt. I mean, I, I don't know if, I, if you were watching the Amazon stuff today. I think at half time they put, I think it was Jim Rosenthal and the, the two um, guys at the, Obviously, the young lady, um, the Aston Villa lady, who used to be at Chelsea, and and uh, I think the, the guy who used to play for Everton, they put up uh, a graphic of the actual rules of uh, you know the six or seven events where it makes it, and I think it just made it even more confusing, really, because you know, and and, and I think Joel Ward's face said it always. I th- again, I think it was Ali McCoyce who said when they went to Joel Ward's face, you know, he almost just had to smile because what 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 are you meant to do? How on earth are you meant to, you know, when you interpret that from those rules which they put up on the screen, which I tried to take a quick screenshot off. And if I ever knew how to use my camera, I might have been able to do it. Um, but I think I might have captured it without knowing it, really, because I did it facing the wrong way. But um, but again, you look at it and you think, well, it's it's just... Just it, there's just no common sense being applied. And that that is a shame. But I think they also said, and I think, again... I don't have a big issue with Kevin Friend. I think he's normally a, a pretty good ref. 
I think there is a pressure. I think they said when someone, you know, I think it's Anthony Taylor, when they say to the ref, you might want to go and look at that at the monitor. I think, again, it was McCoyst or obviously the other chap who was doing it with Clive Tilsley said, does it put them under that extra bit of pressure because you've almost been told you might want to go and review this? So do they almost feel obliged? And there's a little bit of me, I know it shouldn't have any impact, but you're thinking, well, Joel Ward's just got away with one about three minutes earlier. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a shame, but as you say, we're wasting valuable time not talking about a good football match over a split decision, which if it hadn't been given, would, would Everton have gone through the roof? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think what's interesting, Kev, is is it the implementation of the rules that's the issue or is it the way in which they are um, sort of seeking to abide by them? So, you know, like you say, the minute you add the go to look at it, the suggestion that, that someone should go and look at it, you're kind of indicating that they've done something wrong. And, yeah, and the, the, the technology and the, and the sort of the, the additional officials in, in, the, in the room looking at the telly and the replays is, is supposed to be helping to get it right. So yeah. they're saying, basically, you haven't got it right. <laughs> so yeah. go and look at it, mate, because, you know, you're in the wrong. So if he then goes to the screen and says... No, I do one, you know, I'm, I'm sticking on yeah. decision. You know, the, the critique is, is absolutely there. So, um... can, can I just add one thing before Luke comes in on that? And, and what made me laugh about it is not so much the penalty he was given, but he, he's gone to the screen. And forgive me if I'm wrong, it's on the opposite side of the pitch to where the managers are. Yeah. Now, can you imagine if, if I don't know if that's over that side because there are no fans and obviously there's no one to crowd their judgment. <laughs> can you imagine if they're playing at something like Old Trafford or anything running over <laughs> with a full stadium looking at him and still having the balls to say, nope, I was right. <laughs> it's not, you know, we're just not going to get, you know, they're going to get decisions and it's going to be interesting, I think. I, I think, think it'll be fun. It definitely is a way, it's definitely a way from the um, sort of coaching staff, definitely for a reason because the the ability to influence it. Although, is that always the case? Because I'm sure I remember seeing at West Ham's ground that it wasn't. I'm making that up. I'm just thinking. No, I, no, I, I, I think, think, I think, think last season stadium, it definitely it? was. Yeah. It's down at the stadium, I think. But. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's wherever it can be implemented. But I mean, to be fair, the, 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 the well, clues are Palace got, is that where Palace's plug was for the electricity? <laughs> <laughs> the clues at the moment is the video assistant referee. And for me, I'm I'm all for referees going over and looking at the screen because it gives them some sort of ownership over the game, and that it's not someone yeah. just telling them in their ear that you know this this is what's happening. They go over and they make their own judgment. They see something. Yes, they're being assisted. But it is because you're a human and you're one person running around the pitch and you can't you haven't got 360 vision. So yeah, yeah. unfortunately the game with the number of sort of cameras which is pointed at the, at the pitch now picks up things that one person running in one direction can't. So I, I'm with Matt though, Luke. I'm I, 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 it's when it's when Anthony Taylor goes at Kev, Kev, you might want to go and look at the old screen, mate, because I think you fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, we're keeping that in. Kev, Kev, I know you're my friend, Kev friend, but I think you might have liked this one. There we go back to the rules, isn't it? I mean, not, not to love the point too much, but it's it's for clear and obvious errors, isn't it? So would anyone yeah. would anyone say that either the the first Joel Ward one that hit his arm or the second one was a clear and obvious but, error? But, but this is the thing. This is the thing. In what sense? If it's against the rule, and Kev, I, I didn't see this thing you're talking about, but you know, if they've got the rule with the text, the, te the rule book out, right? They've got the text, and, and the ink says X. If it's a clear and obvious against that statement that's written, that fact that, that, that fact's written down, then it's clear and obvious, right? 
if it's if it's if it's some sort of interpretation of that against then it's subjective and that, that's the challenge it's, it's is it actually keeping us to the rules or is it is it subjectively adding a further level of analysis assessment against them to kevin's point is that then going to throw human element into it in the sense of we'll go and look at this mate because it could be wrong i i, I don't know i, I, I i'm on the wrong well, side right because like we've said consistency is key and I, I think i saw it at half time kev like you're referring to the um sort of people who are chatting in the arthur weight stand that, that they were now analyzing they were saying consistency is the key we got on last week we got done this week yeah. that's okay as long as that as long as that continues that that ratio yeah, uh, yeah. it's good it's when it it's when it gets leaned one or the other way and i yeah. think like you said last week kev you know do we get those decisions in a whatever old traffic is seventy thousand stadium yeah, but maybe not, maybe not, and that 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 yeah. is proof in the pudding. The one thing I would say, though, without wishing to sound like a mood hoover, we still had fifty minutes to get back in the game, uh, and and ultimately, yeah. with the greatest respect, I, I and I'm not getting on Jordan Pickford's um, case. I, I think he was there for the taking again today. You know, he came for a punch and didn't make the punch great, and and I, I don't think we put enough pressure on him when bats came on with what 17 minutes to go I don't think we made enough of of, of, of what we then of how we then changed the formation I don't think we caused them enough trouble in that last 10-15 minutes off it reminded me a little bit not in the same way FA Cup final 2016 when we went 2-1 down against United and it's not we lost ideas but we we just didn't seem to play play it the right way that last 10 minutes I think Everton played it out very well that last 10 minutes, personally. What I was going to say, Kim, I think it's more a point that Everton just controlled the game, didn't they? And they, they saw it out. They, they stifled any attack that Palace had going forward, trying to break up from the back with, with Saka and Kouite. And then, you know, Eze, you know, I appreciate it, got taken off. Um, someone's going to have to tell me what Christian Benteke contributed to the game. Because I can't remember him. I maybe had one touch, but I, I, don't, I don't remember him being involved. And that's probably because of his position in the pitch rather than his actual um, uh, performance today. I think it's more the fact that the, the ball didn't get to him. Um, no, Luke, Luke he, had, he had eight minutes. I, I'm sorry, that, that that's not fair. You know, he had eight minutes. And, and, and to Kev's point, I don't think we put Everton under the cosh enough in that final sort of quarter of the game. I, I think yeah. I think the second half, we, 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 we generally did quite well. We created a few chances. I can recall a number of corners floated into the box. There are a few shots from distance. I don't remember... Sh- Pickford making a being forced into making a save, uh, to be no. frank, Kev. But no. um, I, th- I think, Luke, you know, the thing is, Roy, we said this before, Roy gets criticised for not making changes, right? Not doing it early enough. Now, he took Eze off. He tried to make a change with Batshuayi. I don't, I don't recall what Batshuayi did, actually, if I'm thinking about it. I can't recall him making a difference in the game. So we, yeah. we last week were waxing on how great um, it was that Palace had opportunities and, and, and players to, to change things on the bench. I don't know that, that those who came on today actually did that. And, and, yeah. and Ben Teke probably didn't get enough time, it's fair to say, to, to make much of an influence. Having said that, I think it's also about the team and it's about, well, it's, it is about the team and it's about how the team use the chances uh, that the time they've got on the pitch together and the players they've got that have been brought on uh, to play to their advantage. And I just think at the end, we just didn't do it. I think, Luke, what you said, Everton saw it out. They saw it out very professionally. I felt that we played the game very well in the second half, mostly to the 75th minute. And then when we made those changes, um, which we just talked about, we'd worked so hard in that 75 minutes and we didn't just have enough to sort of up the ante like we did last week at Man United when we needed to. 
personally. Yeah, that no, was I, just I, how I, I saw it. I sent, I sent your WhatsApp and I said, I hope they don't leave it too late to make the changes. Um, but, you know, I don't want to keep going over it, but I, I, I don't think we made enough of our set pieces. I know we scored from one. But I think there were too many free kicks where we didn't put them under pressure, put Pickford under pressure. But, but you know what? You know, again, the quality of some of the football Crystal Palace played today... I thought was was really of high tempo and a very good football. It was a very, very enjoyable football match to watch. And, you know, whether you're an Evertonian or a Palace fan, I don't think anyone could look at that and not say that was a good game of football. It was well contested. No, definitely, Kev. And, and this, this look at the table at the end of the day, but we have three games in Palace was in fifth. I mean, the position doesn't really matter. The points matters. We've got six points, you yeah. know. And when, when your goal in the Premier League as Palace is, is as everyone... Well, probably half half the teams at the Premier League. Let's be honest, um, is to get forty points and then let's see what we can do. You know, being so six points in only three games in the season isn't too bad, is it? No, and you know, and, and let's be honest. I, I think we've got Chelsea next week. I think, um, you know, no disrespect. I didn't see the first twenty eight minutes, but Chelsea were three 0 down in twenty eight minutes today. Now. Frank Lampard, very, very honest, as always, on his press conference afterwards, three mistakes. But, you know, they, they, you, you can get at them when a team is still being bedded in. I mean, he, he made the subs and his ambassador boys came on, uh, at, so, uh, you know, academy boys, not ambassador boys, nothing to do with Ferrero Rocher. Um, <laughs> the, acad- the academy boys came on and, and they, they made a difference for Chelsea tonight. But ultimately, you know, they're beatable at the moment, Chelsea, because yeah. they, they, they've not quite gelled yet. So if we can get Chelsea out of the way and, you know, let, let's say if we got a point next week, you know, if you're suddenly looking at seven points out of 12 when you've played Chelsea and Man United, I, I, you know, I, I, I'd, take, I'd bite your arm off. And, and Kev, to be honest with you, I think um, looking at Chelsea's performance today, I think you probably say that a Crystal Palace team, Fiona up, sees that game out as well. I yes, think I maybe, think so. Maybe a West Brom a bit, bit too naive um, or had, were a bit too naive and now Chelsea come back into the game. I don't think that a resolute Crystal Palace team loses a free goal um, margin to us of you. No, I, I, I think you're bang on, mate. I, it doesn't. If you offer me a point next week and you suddenly played four games, you've got seven points on the board and you've played Man United and Chelsea, I think that would be an amazing place for Palace to be. I've enjoyed it, mate. It's been nice. It's been, I, I always find this quite cathartic, I think. I don't know about you two, how, how you two feel, actually. I think it's, it, I, I always it. find it quite, um, it's almost like a bit of a release, isn't it? To be able to sit and, and chew a bit of that. It's also a good reality check, though, because, like, Kev, you keep saying, we've got six points from three games. We've beaten Man United um, and, and, and and Southampton, I think, I think are winning, actually, at the minute. Aren't they? Yeah, they're winning 1-0. Win? Yeah, they're winning 1-0. Yeah, so, you, you know, we, we've, we've not had a bad start at all. So, to have six points on the ball, when it could be like, you know, you could be looking at one or two, really, couldn't you? And Doom and Gloom would be there and Roy's too old for it and get out. And we haven't got that. So, I, I think, think you're right. right. I, think, I think you're right, Matt. I think what you've got to remember is, you know, with the greatest respect, our last eight games of last season, we lost seven and drew one. You know, we've come in, you know, the Southampton game, good result. Last week was outstanding and today's been a good game of football. You know, we've put three very good games of football. Eze seems to have, you know, come into the side, done a good job today. You know, if you think a lot of the players who, as we said last week, were exceptional last week, it's it's weren't they were bad this week. They just didn't stand out, and I think we had so many people on it. And you know, I'm really quite excited. You know, flat tonight, but not in a as we've said, 
not a bad flat, you know. This is a nice flat. I think uh, Luke quite right. It's cathartic. Let's see how cathartic it is if we lose three nil away at Leicester like we did last season, where they didn't look interested. So we'll see how cathartic he is if we get a few of them. But but hey, it's looking exciting at the moment, which is good stuff. Yeah, I mean, in the balance of things as well, the last few games last year, the last eight or whatever it was, you know, yeah, okay, we didn't pick up a win. Uh, there were only a couple of performances, I think, that were, you know, you'd say were below par. I think the the, yeah. the Leicester one is probably the, the worst one that you refer to there. You know, the others I can't fit. I mean, obviously, bar sort of individual mistakes and, you know, hospital passes from certain defenders and goalkeeping errors and things yeah. that unfortunately all came for us in the last eight games. You know, it wasn't a situation where we were in dire straits. It was a case of we just had some um, bad situations play out and, um, you know, the results therefore didn't go for us. And, and it, it, it's kind of it's kind of really, really um, pleasing that, that we started the season the way we have because it turns mm. that negativity around as something positive. Absolutely. And yeah, OK, we're sitting here talking about a 2-1 defeat today, but it's against a team who have now won 3-3. Three and three scored, you know, some really good goals. And, I mean, what, they've scored how many goals so far? They won last week by five, didn't they? Yeah, they've well, they've scored eight goals in three games. Um, there you go. And we contained them to, to, to a 2-1, you know. And, and again, yeah. we competed with them. So, yeah, I think yeah. a sense of realism is, is absolutely what it's about. Um, yeah. I think, like we said, it was a shame that we didn't give it more of a go in the last 10, 15, um, particularly given Roy made the changes he did. And, and I think that's that's probably the one disappointment for me today, if you like. And I, and I do wonder, again, if they ran out of steam. Like you said a number of times, Kev, last week was exceptional to a man, we said. That was the state we kept using to a man. They were fantastic. And maybe that took the toll out of them. So today, a 2-1 defeat against the, what, the top of the league team, I guess they are. Um, three from three for them is 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 not nothing to be um, uh, you know looked at negatively um, in in that sense at all. Luke, what, like what's the said, next three games? What's the next next three games, Luke? We got Chelsea and then Ch- got? Chelsea. Then it's, then it's an international break, I think. Uh, I think we've got a two, two one week or two weeks off, and then we come back with um, Brighton on Saturday the seventeenth of October. So yes, yeah, so we've got a week off, haven't we? So it's Saturday yeah. the third. Then there's yeah. Then we've got Brighton, Fulham away. Wolves, Leeds, Burnley, Newcastle, West Brom. So you, you weren't going to run the games where very winnable. Palace, yeah, expect, expect Palace to be picking up some points there, didn't you? But yeah. even even the Chelsea one is not insurmountable, right? You know, historically, many years it'd be, oh, can we nick something? You know, damage imitation. You know, they've had an iffy start. Why, why can't we beat Chelsea? Why not? You know, mm. so we've lost today, but it wasn't a negative performance. We competed no. with them. There's no reason why we can't. If West Brom can stick three goals past Chelsea, why can't we? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think they'll be quite in as gifting mood as they were today, quite frankly. I think Thiago needs it. I think Lampard's been quite rightly saying that they mostly, they're still suffering from not having a proper pre-season, which I think we can absolutely relate to. But, you know, Chelsea will be good, whatever. But as you say, there's nothing to stop. I think there's nothing for us to fear. There's no one for us to fear, let's be honest. You know, I think the quality of some of the football I've seen in the Premier League already this season has been outstanding. And the pace at which the games are being played now, it's, 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 it's really, you can see when I look at these new Chelsea players coming in today, you know, they paid all these money for Werner and all that. It takes a little while to adjust to this Premier League because every game is competitive. You can imagine Thiago and all that going up to West Brom and they're 3-0 down after 29 minutes thinking, well, oh, this weren't in the script, what's going on? You know, And that's it, every game's a tough game, right? 
no soft game in the Premier League. Oh, and Palace are well set up for those battles, aren't they? We mentioned last week the two, the two Jimmy, Jimmy Max, and you know they weren't outstanding today, but they were still solid. Yeah. Um, I don't think we go away from today complaining about anyone. Luke, we haven't touched on it for a little while, but our Danish friends, SBR, how are they getting on? Uh, yeah, so they, they played last night. I think well, I, just, I watched the game actually. Um, I was sort of half watching the game, um, and I think they four games, one three, lost one. So they're third, sitting third in the league. And yeah, I was hoping to perhaps get out there for J Day again, or, or October, or the end of October, November. I think the sound went through this week with the young man to Leipzig. So does that mean Sherlock. we get we, we get a little bit of cash coming from the Surloff deal, a decent amount that we've made on it in the end? So my, my understanding of that is that both us and Trabzon's four get £10 million uh, and it could rise to another million on top of that. Um, and there's also a sell-on fee of 10% each. And I mean, Palace have, have given that money, they've they've got received and also the fact that you know the loan fees to Ghent and Trousenspoor has meant that you know we've more than covered the outlay we paid for him I think we made a bit of a profit as well and you'd, you'd expect him to get sold on potentially you know if he does well for a profit as well so good bit of business yeah. altogether by Palace that looked like you know we were going to lose a prize asset or someone that we didn't think was going to prize asset but turned into a prize asset but a fixed fee then it worked that the um, the player his agent and um, who else knows was involved um, made it a good deal just, just think, if a few years ago when he played that game at Stamford Bridge, when he hit the post, if that had gone in, it could have all been so different. Sliding door moment, if that had gone it in. It did go in, didn't it, Kev? Didn't, didn't it go I in, but it rolled offside? Yes, I think you're right. But I think he also, didn't he also hit the post as well? It's another oh, Freddie Sears, Kev. It's another Freddie Sears. What if? What if the stanchion wasn't where it was? It's funny, though, because we do have a number of these players, don't we? And you do, you do just hope he doesn't come out to haunt us in the sense that, you know, he never really played off here and he comes and signs someone else in the Premier League and goes great and then scores a hatching against us, which would be a very Palace thing to happen. Um, I guess, chaps, just, just to wrap up, I mean, on that point about outgoings, do we think Palace will be active still in the transfer market to bring anyone else in, Luke? I, I think so, yeah. I think you're going to see that that might be the last game you've seen Christian Benteke play for Crystal Palace. Um, from what I've heard, you know, there's um, Bruges and a, a couple of other players, clubs in Belgium, as well as even Tottenham were looking at him, actually, because Tottenham are after a, a backup uh, striker for Harry Kane. Uh, a player that's happy to sit on the bench. Apparently, Tottenham were, have, have inquired about him. I, I can't see. I don't know. You know, he's he playing his last year contract. It could happen. Um, but for me, uh, Christian Benteke needs to be going and playing regular football. And I think he could probably do that in the Unipa Pro League over in Belgium. Incomings-wise, I think Palace are still on the lookout for for another striker. You know, this Ben Rama sort of saga has gone a bit quiet. But I expect that to ignite in the final days of the transfer windows as things tend to. Um, I don't think you know, the Palace have done the last business. I think there will be still at least one incoming and maybe a couple of outgoings. Kev? Do you think Wilf will go? No, I don't think he will. What did you think of his body language today? I think he, he cut a disillusioned uh, figure, the same as everyone else on that pitch, when, 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 that, when that decision was made. But um, I, I thought he was fine. I, 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 what, did, you, did you think otherwise? No, 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 no. No, I thought he was fine. I thought when he got booked for when the bloke clattered him and then he sort of had a little... He seemed to then, you know, whereas I think last week he absolutely wore the armband and led from the front. He certainly didn't go missing, but he wasn't. I thought he could have been more influential. And I think that seemed, it seemed to clip his wings for me. Uh, and I, I just, you know, I, I just want to see 
there were a few little bits a little bit later on the game where he, he, he looked a little bit, you know, when he, you know, when he like at the camera where he's like a little bit frustrated, uh, you know, and I, and I thought, I don't want to get, I want to see that face I saw last week where you're smiling because when you smile, you terrorise them. When you yeah. look agitated, people know you're agitated and they're going to play on it more. And he should never have got that book in. You know, he, he was, a, he didn't lash out, but he, but the bloke had taken him out, you know, and he's... Do, do we think, though, Kev, that this is what is holding him back from getting this big move? This is why people won't pay this money for him. Because, you know, the top, top players, they know to deal with this stuff, right? They manage it. They, they can deal with the resilient side of things. They can deal with managing their reactions to these type of things. Wilf knows he's going to get targeted. It's a fact. He's that good. He's going to get targeted. Um, you know, when the crowd's there, they target him. You know, the players target him. He, and, and they're kind of, they're winning when he reacts. And I do wonder if this is the kind of thing that is holding back the top clubs from from coming in for him. Yeah, it could well be, Matt. It could well be. But again, if that does happen, and I'm quite happy, you know, again, from my point of view, if I like it that he's got the captain's armband. I think as long as he continues to grow into that, you know, give him that responsibility, I just think he could have, I would have liked to have seen him lifting them a bit more. I think if it had been a Gary Cahill, he would have been lifting them a little bit more in that last 10 minutes. Uh, and again, that's not a criticism of Wilf at all, but I would have just loved to see him really get behind him in those last 10 minutes. Cause, cause as we said, I don't think we really had a go. Normally last 10 minutes, we, we, we throw pretty much kitchen sink at it. And right. I, I don't think we did. Again, I think a lot of that is down to Everton's good game management at the end, but I think we weren't naive, but I think we could have been a bit cuter. Yeah, no. If, if if we're picking on individual players, we're not picking on them. I, I, I think I mentioned for Joel Ward, obviously, because he had his 250th appearance for Palace, and just to hark back, you know, what a signing he was. What was it, 400k from Portsmouth on a Freeman's yeah. um, signings back in? I want to say 2012. Was it? Yeah, a long time. 2012, ago, 2012, 2013. I think maybe. Yeah. Um, and you know what? A, what a player he's been. He stepped up in the Premier League, and I mean, I think I said it last week. If Ferguson is fit, I, I wouldn't put Ferguson in, in front of Joel Wall because Joel Wall, I think, is playing out of his skin at the moment. I think he was fantastic. Very hard, hardly done by today with the decision going against him. But otherwise, you know, a very good performance and one of those players who I feel was, feel was a leader on the pitch. Kevy talks about captaincy and I think you've got someone like, it helps when you've got someone like Jimmy Mack who's barking orders from the centre of midfield. You can have Wilf putting on the armband because you know you've got leaders across the pitch, you know, in, in Joel Ward at the back, Jimmy Mack. I'm sure Czech and, and Sacco are, are, are vocal as well, Matthew. It's just interesting because we're talking about these players and, and Kev, you mentioned Gary Cahill, right? We've still got him to come back. We've still got James Tompkins to come back. You know, we've still got uh, quality players and our first 11, when it's, uh, fingers crossed, fully all fully fit, it's going to be absolutely top-notch, isn't it? And then the bench then, you know, looks e- e- even stronger. So, you know, optimistic, mm. I think, is definitely the term for today, right? Um, we're not we're not disappointed by any means. It's just, you know, uh, camp against a, a, a very good team today. It would have been um, an interesting outcome had the VAR thing not get involved. And, and, and you know, if it would have been one all at the half-time, what the second half would have looked like. Um, mm. We will never know. We will never know. What we will mm. know is that VAR will continue to be a dialogue we continue to have for the rest of this season and beyond, I'm sure. Chaps, thank you very, very much for joining me this evening. Don't forget, the Six Pointer podcast uh, is available on Instagram and Twitter. Please do give us a follow. Uh, Kevin, thanks for joining me. Good to see you, sir. 
Pleasure, mate. Have a lovely weekend, rest of you. And uh, and for all Evertonians living out, listening out there, it's worth listening to our pod because I tell you what, we've bigged up your team big time tonight. Just make sure you do the same for us. Fair and balanced as always, Kev, and constructive as we as we can be. Luke, thanks very much again. As always, pleasure. Cheers, mate. Always, always nice to speak to you, boys. And remember, Luke gave me a lovely little nod there. You can't see that, but a lovely little nod. See you, boys. Thanks for listening to Six Points of Podcast. As always, up the palace. <laughs> up the palace. Up the palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Uh-huh.